0: Jessica, you just, you just took away the the most misogynistic points that Matt and I could possibly make. You're listening to Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong. Welcome to episode 192 of the Let Me Tell You. With me is my podcast partner in crime, writer, journalist, dog mom, Jessica Solagi. Hi. And my other podcast partner in crime, what? Matthew Lowe?
1: You called him that too?
2: Yes, do. he does. <laughs>
1: okay, that is sick.
2: It's, 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 it's usually like, it's something like, you know, public landowner, husband, father, hunter extraordinaire. Last and night podcast, was idiot, but whatever. And, you, and,
1: and podcast partner <laughs> and crime.
0: He does say
2: that from time to time. I do say I that am, from time
0: to time. And of course, I, I give Eric, Eric credit also. Send <laughs> it. <laughs> well, the band is back together.
1: Yeah, apparently, because we share the same names.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're hard to confuse between the two of you. I've actually met Matt.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Long-time listeners will get that one. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, Jess, you're mad at me.
1: I am. For twice you, you,
0: now. Yeah. Uh, so, Micah Gravely announced that he will not be seeking re-election. hmm and I, I said that to you a couple a couple nights ago before, before no, recording.
1: No, you you called and said you had like breaking news.
0: I I, I I was not that that severe about it, but yeah, it was breaking news he actually announced that he he wasn't running, and I've known this for six months.
1: Yeah, so it's not breaking news.
0: I've known well, too.
1: <laughs> well, I haven't known because he blocked me.
0: Well, it wasn't on his page or anything, but yeah, it was one of those things where you don't tell a reporter when someone says, hey, don't say anything. Right. <laughs>
1: actually, people do that all the time, actually.
0: I, I'm sure they do, but he said, don't say anything. first thing I'm going to do is run to the reporter in my oh. hey, my, in my circle of friends. Hey, guess what? Don't say anything. Well, then why all tell right. me? I'm a reporter. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jessica was 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 miffed at me last week for <laughs> for the fact that, that I've known for six months that the Micah Gravel... And, and look, I like Micah. I don't. He, he, I I know. Uh he, he he's a friend of mine. And I, and I told him before before I left the event the other night. I said, Man, you you're my friend in office and out office. You need anything let me know. Mm-hmm. But but Jessica is miffed at me. Wow, that makes two women in my life that don't like me.
1: Yeah, but only one of your podcast partners in crime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what hurts your feelings. Mm-hmm. So we have state legislators in three uh, conservative Western Maryland counties that are seeking permission to secede from the state to join neighboring West Virginia. West Virginia State House speaker, Roger Hanshaw. Well, I was waiting for one of you guys to jump in. I'll just keep reading. Did you guys plan this before the show?
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna make you do it all. (laughs) Right? You're gonna gonna read it off. Y'all are gonna opine on it, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. (laughs) Oh, there's so many reasons.
1: Join West Virginia.
0: I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, you might one have time, joined a different state, but why West Virginia?
1: One time I because
0: include, it's close. Well, thank well, you, Matthew. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they were going to ask to join California.
0: <laughs> Matt's just like, I come back for, for a show and I get double people insulting me. <laughs> I mean, that's
1: about no. as bad as asking where the name, what Mark is short for. <laughs>
0: Matt hasn't listened to last episode. <laughs> I have not.
2: <laughs> Shocking. It's no, it's it's on my list. I listen every mm. week. But just not No, I'm curious. I'm curious what the reason is. Like is it some crazy thing, you know, like if if some of the southern counties that that bordered Tennessee or southern Tennessee counties that bordered North Georgia were to want to do that. Like I could totally see because, you know, we have this big water war thing happening with Tennessee. It's been going on forever, and they argue about where the actual line is uh, from surveys from, you know, 150 years ago about it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm
2: wondering if it's something like like that.
1: So, it has... To, apparently, they were during, they're in the same congressional district, like, those counties right now. Um, but I guess it's like... Um, is David Schroen, who's a Democrat, and they went in with the um, 2010 redistricting cycle, and they gerrymandered out a Republican. Um, and they want to go, I guess, across state lines to be with some other conservatives.
0: Because Biden
1: won their, that district like 65%. Um, but it's in a, their county, it's it was, like theory. 20%.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting theory. Uh, I don't oh. think you're going to be able to secede from your state. You know, I've, I've heard for years from conservatives that uh, Georgia should be <coughs> split up to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, Atlanta should have its be its own state, and then everybody else. No,
1: absolutely no? not. First of all, <laughs> that would make the number of flags on stars on the flag uneven and that would be an ocd nightmare where do you put that 51st star
0: good lord jessica just
2: shrink the rest of them up it's fine
1: second that means that south georgia either has to go with alabama
2: florida or
1: south carolina and i'm not doing that
0: what are you saying about florida So
1: hold
2: on, like everything. You know, we we did a story a couple years ago when uh about California when they were talking about turning Mm -hmm. into three states. Were you okay with that? No. I don't I don't remember. But I don't remember the stars on the flag being your reason for it either.
1: (laughs) Well, it's just one of the many reasons. California shouldn't I mean I'm from California. My biggest concern is that they're gonna get rid of it from the United States and then I'm gonna be a foreigner.
0: <laughs> Are you I not mean, already? You're a
2: Georgia resident now.
1: Yeah. Well, my you're... birth certificate says San Fran. <laughs> but no, this you know they're they're mad because they've been gerrymandered and and they've been living with it for I guess eleven years and when while Biden won the Congressional district by like 65% in these counties that want to secede, they are like 20 and 30% Biden. And so they want to go with West Virginia. But it's only been done three times in history, ever.
2: Well, look. Do we know it, what other three times?
1: Yes, I do. 1792, when Kentucky was carved out of what was then Virginia. 1820, when um, Maine, some of Maine came off of Massachusetts. And eighteen sixty three, when Virginia, um, and well, in West Virginia.
0: Well, there there's also it
2: it wasn't any time recent.
1: I mean, it depends (laughs) on who you ask. Because Abraham Lincoln, it was recent,
2: but well, you can't ask him because he's dead.
0: Yeah, you can ask him.
1: Legacy lives on.
0: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Well. You know why Michigan has has a UP, has the Upper oh. Peninsula, is the the port of Toledo was given to Ohio because Ohio was going be, to become a I believe was going to become a state first. So when Toledo went to Ohio, which is the best trade in American history to get rid of damn Toledo, uh, Michigan got the Upper Peninsula, which is why Michigan looks the way it does and is disconjointed that they took off a piece of, I think, Wisconsin to to make the Upper Peninsula. That was their consolation for losing the port of Toledo. You know, it doesn't qualify in your three examples because they weren't states at the time.
1: Mm.
0: I know, <clears throat> I, I I know way too much weird stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm not supposed to know what I'm supposed to
0: do with that, but. <laughs> I'm okay Even, with it.
1: You're okay with them doing what they want to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like it's just, it's a lengthy process, which would include going through the state legislature in Maryland, and then Maryland and West Virginia have to sign an agreement, and then Congress has to
2: approve it.
0: Which will never happen. Well, well, I think
2: that's part of why I'm okay with it. Not because it would never happen, but because it would be neat to see that process.
1: Oh well, yeah. There's a lot of things that would be neat. Doesn't mean I want to be a witness to them.
2: No, I. But look, see, look. If they're tied up doing that, there's mm-hmm. other things they're not going to be doing. You know, reaching mm-hmm. into my wallet and what. So.
1: Or regulating the strippers, like we're <clears throat> going to talk about later.
2: Right,
0: and, mm-hmm. and first of all, they can do two things at the same time. They can look into this and pick your pocket. They've 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 learned that, just fine. Yeah. So, without any oral arguments, br- uh, briefings on the merits or written dissents, U.S. Supreme Court on Monday overturned two lower court decisions that denied qualified immunity for police officers accused of deploying excessive force in California and Oklahoma. This
1: was kind of interesting. I feel like it kind of went under the radar. Um, in the news cycle last week, which is always interesting, like what picks up momentum and what doesn't, but, and I, of course, like they took them up at the same time from the ninth and 10th circuit because they had similar subject matter, but, um, basically in one of the instances, officers used beanbag rounds, um, to subdue somebody who had a knife and <clears> then <throat> they used a knee on the suspect's back, I guess, and um the court ruled that the beanbag rounds were okay, but the knee was it was a violation of the Fourth Amendment and was, was a was a bridge too far and then in the second case officers shot and killed a suspect who was refusing to comply and had a hammer and kind of lunged at um the officers with with the hammer. But What's interesting about the case, which, I mean, we've talked about qualified immunity at length on the show, but um, a lot of the proponents of getting rid of qualified immunity say that, you know, it's too, like, the courts give too much leeway to law enforcement and they don't really outline what is allowed and what is not, and it's up to each individual court and a lot of discretion, but... Time and time again, the court has, in my opinion, based on, like, the rulings and even um, the circuit courts are a little bit different. But at the lower level in the Supreme Courts, they have repeatedly said that, like, it's really difficult to outline what someone should do in a split second. And when making a split second decision, which is what most state statutes say, too, for citizens and police.
0: Um, well, yeah, if, if someone comes after me with a hammer... I'm shooting them. Yeah, that's that's
2: pretty much my my test for any any time that I hear anything about something that a cop did, I kind of look at it, you know, with whatever the little tidbit of information that I have. Right in this case, someone's coming with a knife, another one's coming with a hammer. I'd have put I'd have put bullets in both of them. So, you know, I'm cool. And
1: as it. a private citizen, nobody would have thought twice about it. But we have a heightened threshold for police like we have a i mean francis johnson who we've talked about a lot on the show because of what he's done in bullock county and in Scraven county he's the former georgia chairman of the n-a-c-p he was quoted in an article last week saying that georgia law does not allow police officers to stay in their ground and, and there's no provision for standing their ground well that's actually not true because it doesn't say anything about that. Standing your ground is just that you don't have a duty to retreat. And the law says that citizens and police are on the same level when it comes to defending their life or the life of somebody else. So if if you if you adhere to that, it's really difficult just because somebody's wearing a badge to say that in a split second they should be held to a higher standard
0: than another person No, I no, I absolutely agree that but it, it, it applies across the board uh, 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 about that standard, and we talked about that with the uh, Ahmard, uh, um Albera case uh, about you know chasing this guy down and shooting him, and it, they're held they should be held to the same standard as as police officers that it wasn't it was not self defense. No. Yeah, if you come after me with a hammer, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a hole in you. Right. I've hit a dude with
2: a hammer before. It's like, it's an effective weapon.
0: Yeah. You hit a dude with a hammer before.
2: Yeah. When I was in high you're school.
0: Just gonna, you're just going to drop that bomb <laughs> and, and and not go into the backstory on that one, Matthew.
2: <laughs> no, we, uh, I, so when I was in high school, uh, you were a bastard. School, first of all. Oh yeah, I was, but my okay. high school was, was uh, geared with like a, a vocational, Slant. So we had building construction, auto mechanics, um, metal fabrication, things like that. And we were in building construction, and this dude, um, like decided he wanted to fight. <coughs> and I was. What we did in building construction is we built these little backyard barns, and then donated them to needy families that needed extra storage in their backyard. And I was had a hammer. I had I was actually an east-wing hammer, very specifically. And this dude named Rola decided that he wanted to get up a fight. And he was, I don't know, 15, 20 feet away and talking smack the way everybody does when, you know, you're 15, 16 years old. And somebody was like, oh, you, you know, don't don't mess with Rolla. He'll, he'll F you up. And I was like, I am not worried about Rola. <laughs> and said something very colorful, which really pissed him off, and he came charging at me and not I just, you I dropped the hammer I grabbed a hold of the the head of the hammer and let the handle come between my ring finger and my bird finger and when he got in range, I just whack hit him right in the side of the head. he went out cold and uh it was kind of funny because nothing happened. As far as the school was concerned, this was, you know, late nineties, not mid nineties. This was mid nineties. And, uh, we got, I, I got sent to the the principal's office, one of the principals, and he was a Jewish man from Israel. And he was like, what happened? And I told him, and I told him who I hit and he was like, that's a little Iranian kid. Right. And I was like, yeah, he was like, go back to class. And that was it.
0: You had to bring, <laughs> semitism into this, <laughs> like that's not even a part of the story.
2: No, well, that's why I got, like, like he he had this, eh. he had a a the the principal who the Israeli principal had a
0: decidedly, um, the anti Iranian. I hear Jessica he, just dying over here. If right,
1: well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a little cringeworthy when you went that direction with the story. But I think that there's the element, too, of in the 90s and the early 2000s, like, kids would slug somebody and sort out a problem and then go back to class and things were fine. Like, you didn't have the problems we have now with parents intervening and bullying. Like, yeah, there was bullying, but...
2: Eventually, yeah. Nobody showed up with a gun three days later, or anything like that. No, and you. No, in fact, if you went
0: hunting that morning, your gun could stay in the truck, and you could still have a fist fight without it turning into a gunfight. Right. We are way. Way as I hear Matt open up his third. Pair. Well, you
1: asked him about the hammer. I, I so, did. I mean, I
0: did, but like, he, he he can't just you can't just leave stuff like that. Like I've hit a guy with a, in the head with a hammer sure and just move can. on.
1: It's not like you're never gonna talk to him again after the show. <laughs> Make a note. I,
2: I hit the cough button on the mic to crack the beer, and then you ruined it. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, the criticism is that the Supreme Court has long been differential to law enforcement, especially in split session, split split second, split session, split second decision making. Ah, man. Uh,
1: well, what they did in this case was they said that, like, if you have, if you're going to have an identical or a split second decision, um. And they and somebody wants the Supreme Court to rule on that then it has to be almost identical facts and um, in order for you to overcome qualified immunity so like basically like the the only the precedents set before where they overturned qualified immunity would they be willing to rule that way again or consider it if it's a different set of circumstances they're not going to do it and so the critics are saying that, like that makes excessive force harder to, you know, get the courts to, to decide on. But like we were talking about, I mean, first of all, we've seen a lot of excessive force allegations and some people think that the only response to criminals should be like showing up with a backpack full of goodies and giving them a hug and sending them on their way.
0: Well, and, and here's the thing: I know you, neither one of you guys are big ball sports fans. When you look at a play, yeah, it's it, it's college football season. Well, it's also pro football season. When you look at a play in real time, and then you slow it down, and it's as if these folks, far removed from what happened, are looking things through through instant replay. And in slow motion and say, oh, this is what he should have done. But that's not how things happen in real life. It's bang, bang. It is. It's instantaneous. Like somebody's coming after after you with a hammer. Hammer is a a lethal damn weapon. Yes, Uh, it is. I, I used to have a hammer that was called the death stick. They've now changed the name of the de- of the thing, but it, it was a, a framing hammer that was called the death stick. It was a, I mean, and and this thing would, would put a hurting on somebody. It's a lethal weapon.
1: Anything can be a weapon, and you shouldn't have to decide that in a split second. You could slam somebody's head on the ground like they did in the Kingsland case, you know, where the defendant, the driver, was slamming the officer's head on the ground, and it was on top of him in the position of power, and they're like, oh, well, he wasn't armed. Okay, well— I'm sorry, how many hits is against the asphalt does it take before somebody's head cracks open? It could be a vehicle. It could be your hands are on their throat. There's lots of things. You don't have to have a gun or have a lethal weapon for it to be a threat to your life.
0: No, absolutely, you're right. Absolutely. is. I've got a, you know, obviously we don't record all together. I've got a, a stuffed fish on my wall because, you know, man, I, I'm a redneck. I could take that and wield it and hurt somebody. The You could pick up the TV. You could pick up a, a laptop and beat somebody in the head with it. It becomes a lethal weapon at that point. And I, I the the expectation that a police officer—it's it, not even that. It's these people that are Monday morning quarterbacking it—again, I go back to ball sports—is— Oh, I would have done this, or I why didn't you why didn't you go for your taser or why didn't you go for your pepper spray and this guy had literally half a second to decide whether or not he's gonna shoot somebody who's coming after with a hammer.
1: I don't know if you remember last summer I wrote a story about the Claxton Police Department because I had received a call from um, a couple people actually who said that. There was a duplex in town that two people that um two people were kind of arguing and there was a domestic dispute and they someone called the cops and that the a single officer showed up, got out of his car, sprinted into the duplex, and started attacking the guy, and they wrestled to the ground and and they they beat the guy up. And I'm like, Wow, that sounds intense. I'm gonna go ahead and request the body cam. And they're like, Oh, they have body cams? Like, yeah, they have multiple body cams. So I requested I get the footage, of course, it's nothing like what this person who said they witnessed it said it was. And um, I put the video up in its raw form, as we always do. And then Eric and I slowed it down in one, in a second take. And then I pulled out like 25 screen plays from a, of a certain 25 second period of time. And you can see when you slow it down frame by frame, that the guy threw the officer onto a glass coffee table and shattered it before the officer like actually slugged him. And when you put that out there for people but, but people don't want to know that. Like they don't say the people who the people who called me, of course, were like, Well, you know, I'm not sure about the angle of the body cam and and it was pointed down and, and they, they're always making excuses. The people who want to know the facts, or can, you know, they might think that one case isn't a use of excessive force and another one, they're like, I can totally see it. But there's the, the, the agitators have no desire to slow down and look at something and be like, gosh, that happened really fast. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done.
0: And you know, they try to tie this into George Floyd. The House of representatives has twice passed the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act, which would eliminate qualified immunity for police, uh, but they uh, it, it has failed in the Senate.
1: Yeah, cool. Let's uh, name a bill on justice reform and and reforms in policing. Let's name it after a felon who was high as a fucking kite when he died. Cool. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where do you stand, Jessica? (laughs) That was
2: a little wishy-washy. I need you to give us a more firm (laughs) opinion.
0: (laughs) And I know you love uh, 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 bills and acts that are named after people. (laughs) Look, the the George Floyd case is, well, it's... it is not the same. Like what we saw in George Floyd and Chauvin is in prison.
1: He is in prison.
0: The the and, law worked.
1: Yeah, sure, but and, and nobody looks at that video and says I mean, you can understand like how it started and you can understand the first, you know, few, like a, a couple minutes but then everyone was like that's too long. Like, stop, you know, I mean, or reassess or do something like lots of people. Let's not pretend that this guy was like, I mean, he robbed a pregnant woman.
0: He didn't just rob a pregnant woman. I mean, he threatened to, uh, you know, to uh, either cut or shoot her in her pregnancy belly. Yeah, th- this was not a good guy. Uh, uh, I, I did find it funny that the, his mural was struck by lightning amuse the hell out of me. I don't
1: like ugly.
0: <laughs> you know, times I hear that around, around my house. <laughs> All right. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on this show or any respective company for we may uh, for which we, we may work, own or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over at the georgiavirtue.com. Guess what, Matt? What? It's time for strippers. (laughs) (laughs) Barely legal strippers, now illegal in Texas.
2: Yeah, that's crap.
0: In May, the Lone Star State raised the minimum legal age for working in a sexually oriented business from 18 to 21.
1: Yeah, this is the most ridiculous part, is that they attached the revisions to the law to the... um state statute on employment for har- that's harmful to children which if and my understanding is that an 18 19 and 20 year old is not a child but um it makes it a violation to employ or induce adults younger than 21 to work nude topless, or any in any sexually oriented commercial activity and as a second degree felony with a mandatory minimum sentence of two years a maximum of 20 years and up to $10,000 in fines.
0: The United States government gave me an M60 at 18 years old.
1: You can still go, if you're 18, you can go sit in a strip club. You just can't work at one. How nuts is that?
0: And Matt, is this going to affect your plans to pay for college?
2: No, I'm 43.
0: <laughs> okay, I was talking about your children. <laughs>
1: Yeah, how I, that is exactly was my first thought when I saw the article in the morning when we recorded the show. I was like, "What are we going to put off college plans now?"
2: So, <laughs> all right, look though. Let's be honest. How many strippers have you ever met that were legitimately working I know their one. way through college? I
1: know one. She's a lawyer now.
2: I know. I know you're a lawyer, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Put Connie
0: on the phone. <laughs> i knew one but
2: she <clears throat> after she graduated she kept working as a stripper because she made like she was like i make three hundred thousand dollars a year doing this holy shit and it's mostly cash
0: <laughs> now just because we're rethinking <laughs> in law school yeah <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> So, no, but... I mean,
2: of course, that it's, was twenty years ago. She's probably moved on and working now because, you know, she's got to be in her forties. And
1: there's a place oh, for them
2: ew. too. <laughs>
0: she's no, in her but forties.
1: I mean, no. I know somebody who worked like at the end of college, and then she worked her way through law school, and then when she got her law of degree and passed the bar, she stopped.
0: Yeah. But you you also understand that every girl in a strip club says I'm working my way through school. Right.
1: I, I actually don't like, know that because I don't spend a lot of time at a strip well, club. I've, I've been to one in my life, and it was very uncomfortable.
0: Oh, well, I've, I've, been, neither, I've, I've spent a lot of time at strip clubs in my life.
2: Well, obviously.
1: <laughs> I mean, hello.
0: Well, I don't spend a whole lot of time at strip clubs either, but... I, I understand that, that that's the number one line is I'm working my way through school but this goes back to a conversation that Jess you and I have had about the these crazy arbitrational uh, or uh, arbitrary rules about you know this is the age of consent this is uh age to smoke this is the age to drink and it's it's all absurd I mean if if you're 18 years old and you can go join the damn army. Why can't you hang your twins out on stage?
2: Right. I, I I think that's that's probably where I'm at with it. Is is if they're gonna if they're gonna move it to 21, then they need to move everything to 21. No, nope. can't sign a contract. Can't whatever.
0: Yeah, the age majority. Yeah. No,
2: yeah, none of the things that you can do as an adult, you can you do until you're 21. Then.
0: Yeah, but they want to move voting age down to 16. No. No. Really? Oh, yeah. There's been big movements. You can't own property at
1: 16. So, how are they going to vote under Matt's law?
0: Well, yeah. Matt's Matt's law is you have to have skin in the game. Well, a stripper
1: is trying to have skin in the game.
0: Right? And a lot. Jessica, you just. You just took away the the most misogynistic points that Matt and I could possibly make. Right. That's and, the opener. And owned it.
1: I'm just saying.
0: And I think that should be the name of the episode of Skin of the Game.
2: Right? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just proved yourself more misogynistic than the two over 40 guys.
1: We have talked about that I'm a terrible I mean I could never be a feminist I'm, I'm terribly anti-woman because women are terrible they do terrible things
0: they make terrible things <laughs> on, a, on occasion to me
1: <laughs> oh please I mean they make <laughs> terrible decisions their voting decisions are horrible and like I have said a million times this country would hell in a handbasket when we gave women the right to vote <laughs>
2: I'm going to laugh at that, but I'm not going to say a damn word. Because
0: <laughs> you still have to go home. You still have to go back up to the bedroom with Martha. Right. <laughs> but, you know, the the, the whole idea, one, that it's, that it's sex work. It's not. It doesn't stop sex work. They think so, it's a
1: gateway drug.
0: Yeah, but how?
1: Because they think that you start in um, a strip club, then you end up being trafficked, or in porn, or prostitution. But again, I mean, aside from the trafficking, because that's horrible. But it's, it's they're they're adults. They if they want to be porn stars and they want that's their prerogative. I mean, that's the, this emotional argument uh, of ethics and morality and forcing that on somebody else as if that's going to do anything. What you've done here is I mean you're either forcing people onto the unemployment line or to into jobs where they you know aren't making nearly as much money and their lifestyle is changing, or you're forcing them onto the black market to do it.
0: Look if that's if that's what a, a young woman wants to do, that's fine. It I just, uh, uh, I, there's nothing illegal about it. There's nothing illegal about taking your clothes off. Um, I'm going to paraphrase uh, uh, George Carlin here. He said, uh, screwing, legal. Selling, legal. Selling, screwing, Illegal. But that's not even what what these women are doing. Either, you're either an adult or you're not. You're either at the age of majority or you're not. I didn't like it when Trump bumped the age to buy cigarettes or and uh, uh, vapes and all that stuff to 21. I, I thought that was that was absurd. I think it's absurd that you can buy a rifle at 18 in Georgia, but not a, not a not a pistol. You're either the age of majority or you're not.
2: So you can buy a pistol at 18. It's just got to be can, private, private sale. You can,
0: private sale, private sale, right. But you you can't go to, to your local FFL and buy one. Right,
2: yeah, because that's the that's a federal law.
0: Right, but you're either the age of majority or you're not. So, you know, as, you know, we'd love to carry, uh, to do stripper stories and everything else. The serious side of this is, they're adults or they're not
1: yeah but you're it yes that's the serious side of it but the uh, the other serious side of it is that texas is arguing because you know this is in their quote they're um it's being challenged in u.s district court right now there's texas says that the restrictions on employment reduce young people's exposure to social the perceived social ills as if the state has any role in what people are exposed to and what they are not. They are adults. And they have had so much testimony and um, friends of the court and all kinds of things added onto the lawsuit. And one of the members of the Texas Entertainment Association, he owns five franchises, but he said he's laid off hundreds of people. And one of the people that he had to lay off, she was a dancer. Well, she was she was homeless and lived in her car and she became an exotic dancer and she was making $1,000 a night. Of course, she didn't work seven days a week, but she worked several nights. And then when the law took effect, she was canned. And now she works for board match, and she's homeless again. Well, because personal, of the government, because somebody wants to force their morals on somebody else. That's immoral.
0: The, the government should not be dictating morality at all. Period. Uh, I, look, I, I am... I'm not somebody who frequents, other than, you know, look, I, I know that there's a, a character that I play on the show and all that stuff, but I'm not a guy that goes to strip clubs. I'm not a guy who who hires hookers and stuff like that, but the government has no place dictating morality. And that's what they're doing here. They're trying to dictate morality. And I don't know what a 21-year-old stripper how that's okay but an 18-year-old stripper is not. Right? They don't have a problem collecting
1: taxes from these people.
0: Well, I don't know if the taxes will change because you still have to have the same number of strippers working Mm -hmm. at a club. No, but I'm saying,
1: I'm saying like the government is so immoral but they don't have a problem issuing business licenses. They don't have a problem you know, having the Department of Revenue collect annual fees and all kinds of stuff from them just just because, like they call them legitimate from a tax standpoint.
0: Don't give them any ideas. No, it's it's just it's it's one of those things where I don't have to think that it's moral to take your clothes off for of money. For me to say, for me to say, it's none of my business. And you know and I know that's where the the three of us are it's none of our damn business i don't i i I don't frequent strip clubs I have been to them uh but I have no plans to go to one, but it's also none of my damn business if 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 you want to go you know if matt wants to go and spend four nights a week over uh, at a strip club like he does. Um, (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) That's his business. It's not mine. And it's certainly not the role of government to say that Matt shouldn't be going. Or can't go. Well, they're not
1: saying that. They're saying that when Matt was 18, he couldn't work
0: there. Matt? What? (laughs) So, if you were 18, you couldn't work in one, could you work in one now? (laughs) I mean... No, now I did. Um, oh, here we go.
2: <laughs> I did do a charity thing when when I was nineteen.
0: you <laughs> know. I don't like where
2: this is going. Here in Atlanta, they had this. Uh,
0: was the charity for somebody else or for you? <laughs> no, it was, it was for
2: somebody. It was it, it was for somebody. It was like, and it like. Um, like it was for it was like Saint Jude's or something like oh it was a God. legitimate. Thing. So,
0: <laughs> so now terrible. you're making me into an a-hole.
2: <laughs> Saint Jude's, you got you stripped
1: down for Saint Jude's. That's like a multiple <laughs> the, for God and the kids. That's terrible. We finally well,
0: well, offended was, Jessica. It, we it we, we, though, we finally we offended Jess. We had to <laughs> jump
2: through so many hoops. To do it, so here's what happened.
1: Literally or figuratively, <laughs>
2: <But> <laughs> we um. So I had a I had a friend that was a male stripper, and I was working for a home builder. So like I'm 19, I'm, I wasn't fat at the time. I, I I like I I was a construction worker. Right. You know, and Matt, I, you
0: you've you've just hit on so many things. I had a friend who was a, who was a male stripper. You mean your roommate? No, he partner? was not
2: my roommate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he he told us about it, that there was some charity thing they they were doing, and that you could come. It was almost it, it was kind of weird. It was like an open mic night, but at a at a strip club. But we still had to go down to Fulton County and go through the whole licensing. Swinging Richards. Uh, actually, yes. Oh, my God! <laughs> That's where you
1: did a fundraiser for St. Jude's? Yeah. At Swinging Richards?
2: Yeah.
1: It's a gay club.
0: I know. Oh, my God! <laughs> and Jessica knows why. this off the top of her lie. head. Yeah, right? you know why
1: I know that? Because my hairdresser in Atlanta quit because she met a guy who worked there, and they got married, and I was like, are you sure? <laughs>
0: Well, Are you sure about this? <laughs> Get
2: Matt, go ahead. <laughs> look, women don't frequent strip clubs and pass out money the way that men do. Period. But there's, but there was a whole lot of rules about what we could and couldn't do and things like that. It was, it was. Oh well, how distinguished! It was fun, though. <laughs> like it really was. Like like we had a we had a good time, and they had women in there that night. And, you know, <laughs> that it was a, it was a very mixed better, crowd. But it wasn't
1: just a bunch of names. <laughs> Jude, like, what is the story?
2: <laughs> Jess, you were, oh, you were like 10 when this happened. Yeah, Jess is dying maybe over there. I'm
1: the benefactors of St. Jude's, and I want to give my money back because I don't, this is terrible.
2: I, I so made that, sure that it was a St. Jude sanctioned it, thing. I think it was
1: because when I Google St. Jude's and the male strippers, there's all kinds of stories on the internet about it.
2: Oh, okay, Yeah. <laughs> Do you see my picture? I had long <laughs> hair then. So, Jessica,
0: would you put a 20?
2: No. Okay,
0: yeah, would you throw have, some nickels? She might
2: would have then. <laughs> uh-uh. I mean, other than she was 10, it wouldn't be allowed in, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if she was 18. <laughs>
1: oh, my God
0: another no- another name for the show Matt was a stripper <laughs> and hit a dude with a hammer <laughs> and Matt hit a guy with a hammer dude if you could put those two stories together I'd be impressed Jess <laughs> is <laughs> re- regretting bringing us, having us both on together
2: She was was worried about the time. Look, I told you we could go off for half an hour about the stripper stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know it's because you were going to tell a story.
0: Yeah, neither neither one of us knew that you stripped for St. Jude.
2: (laughs) I'd do it again.
0: Well, for St. Jude, yeah. I was a stripper. But I would start naked, and women would pay me to put my clothes back on. Me. So, new research says police and schools no, don't reduce. Are, we,
1: are you sure we can even go to this topic like after?
0: <laughs> after the structure? Should we
1: just like? Do we
0: just wrap you, it up? I mean, you just want to go to closing thoughts, okay, Just I don't
1: know. I'm just concerned. I don't know how we we'll, go. I I feel bad about talking about more children.
0: After, this, <laughs> after we talked about children come stripping with, come
2: up with a good segue Dave
0: <laughs> I'm trying to be the most professional host I can possibly be and th- and that's not good as it is so Jess do you have any closing thoughts are we really closing out uh, did you want to keep talking about strippers because Matt and I can go forever
1: well, I mean, I guess when we have three of us, we can start with our closing thoughts. But because I am, I'm a little, we can, we can leave the strippers at the door. But
0: your little weakened knees after hearing about Matt taking his clothes off. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm a so- <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we make her so uncomfortable. No, and it is so fun.
1: No, I am. I cannot. I am astonished that you strip down in the name of children.
0: Wouldn't you, kids? With no, do do you not love kids? Why do you hate kids? No,
1: because they don't pay their share, fair share.
0: (laughs) That I mean. Matt, what's our saying? Which one? <laughs> I, I I know you're not swinging a hog because I haven't seen it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, I hope the abs were were, 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 were what attracted the women and, and the guys to the stage to donate for St. Jude's. Because, I mean, I know it's not anything else.
2: Hmm. No, I mean, everything, like, it's all in a thong anyway. Oh, my
1: God.
0: <laughs> she is so uncomfortable.
1: I hope that Martha puts that in your obituary one day.
2: <laughs> it was all in a thong. No, man, I mean, I re- mean, really, <laughs> she'll probably die first. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we, Matt. It's, well, it's funny we talk about that all the time because, like, my, like all my grand—I'm 43 years old. All of my grandparents are still alive. Well, no, I take that back. I had a grandmother pass away a couple of years ago. But, like, that's... And I knew all of my great-grandparents as an adult. So... Well,
0: your grandpappy's like 95, isn't he? Uh, he turns
2: 98 next month.
1: Good I'm Lord. not sure I want to live that long. No,
2: so, I, Neither does he. I, right. I, he, he's... I think he's conflicted about it. Like he kind of he kind of actively fears death, mm-hmm. but he has buried two children, his yeah. wife of sixty five years, and every friend he's ever had.
0: Awful. Wow, yeah. Matt. So we went from strippers
2: to dead. Yeah, babies.
1: that's freaking terrible.
2: Right? No, I like. I really think that like like old people is like I. I think that's that's where the idea of like the sadness of vampires and that whole story came from is it, what? Like, I
0: think you got to stop, man. Probably, you're 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 bring you're bringing the show down. We were talking about <laughs> eighteen year old strippers, and now you're talking about the sadness of burying babies. Jessica, please get your closing. Vampires. Vampires. Like, Jessica, please get your closing thought for, for the love of God.
1: I don't know how you, like, get out that way, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine was just about Jim Beck. Like, that's really not... I just... I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I feel like I should just be, like, at a reporter desk now just saying... Now, in other news, Georgia paid $800 to $70,000 for whistleblowers. And in California, gas at 850 a gallon. Like,
0: I don't... <laughs> Thank
1: you for listening. <laughs> I don't...
0: Matt, would you like to leave people with something besides you and a thong? No. Or vampires. That's the best thing
2: to leave, us, to leave them with.
0: <laughs> I, I, I guess I met you too late in life. guess. <laughs> <'Cause... laughs> I mean, for all I know, you were there. I mean, I was yeah, fabulous in the 90s. There were a
1: few women, but it was mostly men.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know, because that was like 98. You were probably like in Bosnia or something.
0: Yeah, I was I was in the Army in 98. Yep. I, I was often uh, li- uh, living at uh, uh, Fort Bragg. Um, I want to remind everybody that Matt and I have a show. We we actually do uh, do something that's not about strippers. <laughs> it's, it's surf and turf. Uh, Matt covers hunting, I cover fishing. Uh, as soon as Matt gets his bio over to Jessica, uh, it'll be featured on on the on the Georgia Virtue because Matt can't do basic things asked of him. I forgot. <laughs> I've texted <laughs> you like five times about it. <laughs> But do hey, it now, <laughs> but if, if you like what you heard here and let me tell you why you're wrong, I'm really sorry. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> or want to see more. Check out our videos.
0: <laughs> go to the Georgia Virtue. Follow Jessica there. Uh, it's It's very good content on what is going on in local politics. Your average person can tell you what the president had for breakfast, but couldn't tell you what's going on locally, and that's something that Georgia Virtue does very well: is show what's happening next door instead of all the way in Washington. And Jessica does a really good job with that. Uh, as much as we we bust on her and all that stuff, Jessica is a hell of a hell of a reporter. Please follow him, uh, like and share us on on social media. Uh, if uh, if you like your friends, share us. If you don't like your friends, share us. <laughs> right. <laughs> so us upon them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Especially this show that which which has been a train wreck. <laughs> so Man,
2: this for just
0: fun, <laughs> <laughs> for Jessica Salagi, uh, my partner in this endeavor. For, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Matt Lowe who who sat in with us uh, your podcast uh,
1: partner in crime
0: <laughs> my podcast partner in crime uh, I'll uh, uh, I'm Dave Roberts and uh, thank you Eric Cumbie who is going to take this mess that we're going to send him and try to turn it to something that you can listen to thank you very much we'll talk to you next week
2: later